1: feline friends, and welcome to Catitude. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. So guess what? February is Pet Dental Health Month. And for all of you folks out there with fur babes, this is the month that you learn to brush your pet's teeth it can be definitely challenging for cats. But you know, it's something very, very important. And I have a wonderful holistic veterinarian that's going to talk to us all about pet dental health. Stay tuned right after this message.
0: Take a bite out of your competition, advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows.
1: I'd like to welcome Dr. Ambika Bade. She's a holistic veterinarian, and we're going to be talking about Pet Dental Health Month and then as well as periodontal health. Welcome, Dr. Bade. Thank you, Michelle. A pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to have you. So anytime, and as a you know, holistic veterinarian, you probably have seen this, anytime I think about dental health, I go, well, I mean cats are really hard. To, it's hard to brush their teeth. Absolutely. Dogs are a little easier. And even though it's catitude, some of you guys out there have dogs too. I've gotten the emails and I was, you know, multi household for a long, long time before the doggies went to doggy heaven. But I know that it's, it's always such a challenge to brush their teeth, but it's so important. It is. It is the only way to prevent dental disease. I hear this question so much. How often should you brush your cat or dog's teeth? You know, ideally, it should be daily if you can
0: do it. And like you said, it's not easy to do in a cat, especially if the cat kind of figures out what's going on. They will hide from you. They know. They're smart. So ideally, daily if you can. If you can't, honestly, whatever you're able to do is better than nothing.
1: I've also heard that it's always best that if you start them when they're really little, you know, the kittens and puppies and get them used to it. Because some people have showed me, I say showed off, but showed me that they could just brush their cat's teeth. And the cat says, oh, yeah, yummy. Easier for dogs, though. You usually see the dogs licking the toothbrush, whereas the cats, yeah, you show them a toothbrush and they go take off. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, yeah. So that's a very good point. I think when people get animals, especially puppies and kittens, they think, well, they have baby teeth. I don't need to start this yet. And by the time they become adults and have adult teeth, they're not going to be as easy to train to do that. So even if they're just baby teeth, even if they're falling out of their mouth, it's really important to start early. So they get into the habit and use the idea of you touching their mouths and being in their, in their mouth, touching their faces sometimes what's helpful as well is using, you know, flavored toothpaste. So that is something that's fun for them. It makes it more fun for them. There's a lot of different flavors out there. There's vanilla, salmon, chicken, beef that you can put onto a toothbrush for
1: them that makes it a little bit more of a fun experience. It almost sounds like the flavors for kids, bubble gum and cherry. and
0: Yeah, it's the same kind of concept when you think about it, it makes it a little bit of a fun experience for them.
1: Now, do you advise, and we're going to get more into periodontal disease, of course, but do you advise starting with your finger in their mouth first with one of those little rubber finger gloves?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, I think either or is fine. If one works better than the other, you can continue to use that. The finger brush, I think, is easier for cats because it's easier to control their mouths. Their mouths are so small, it's easier to control their mouths with the finger brush than it would be to stick along toothbrush in there. Some of the bigger dogs respond well to a big toothbrush because you're not you're not shoving their ear hand up their their mouth, you know. So, I think whatever works for you and your pet is fine. There's no right or wrong answer there.
1: Right, the important thing is just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just get in there and do it. As an alternative, what about the chewy dental treats because some people say, well, you know, I use this and I don't want to mention any brands in particular, but we know some of them that look like toothbrushes, but they're really for dental. And there's some toys that are for dental because they'll have nubs and so forth. Mm-hmm. Is that with brushing the teeth or in place of in case you really have a hard time brushing their teeth?
0: You know, unpopular opinion is that nothing is going to work as well as brushing teeth. So I know a lot of my, my personal patients owners will just use the preventatives and they still have really severe dental disease and still need their dental cleanings. So nothing, nothing can take the place of toothbrushing. And sometimes I feel like the products don't work as well as they say they do. And so we have to be careful about, you know, getting stuck on picking up all of these treats and using them instead of just brushing the teeth.
1: You know, for most of the treats I've tried, not all, but for the most I agree. I don't don't know that they got rid of most. And it seems like, and I'm talking more, my cats are pretty good, but I'm talking more about from dog point of view, maybe because their teeth are larger or you can see them better, but it doesn't seem to get rid of all that gunk. But we're heading in the direction of what are some of the symptoms of periodontal disease? Like how does uh, someone with a fur babe know uh-oh, I'm in trouble. And maybe before that, what should you do to make sure that you don't get to the place of uh-oh, I think there's periodontal disease in my dog's mouth or cat's mouth.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So, number 1 is bad breath. The first thing you'll you'll notice is pretty stinky breath. Um so that's usually a big telltale sign that periodontal disease is on its way. The other thing too, is you'll tend to see reddening or uh, like bright red inflammation of the gums right above where the tooth meets the gum line. That's a, a really big sign as well of, of inflammation and bacteria going under the gum line where we can't see it anymore and just getting really, you know, really upsetting and, and, um, inflaming the gums. And then last but not least is that brown plaque or the black plaque that you see on the teeth. That's, once it gets to that point, you know, we need to do a professional dental cleaning because it's it's pretty far gone at that point. The biggest thing is that if you don't see dental disease, like if you don't see the plaque, you think, oh, my dog's fine. My cat's fine. It's not that bad yet. But if you're seeing gum disease, that means that the infection's already reached up below the gum line and is probably infecting the bones now. And so we may have to remove some teeth if we don't get into it sooner than we think.
1: And What about this? I've heard different things and I've heard this more with for cats. I am sure you have to completely put them under. But I've heard with dogs, there's where you do a deep cleaning and put them under. And then there's something that's a less expensive alternative called twilight cleaning.
0: Yeah, that's it's a non-anesthetic cleaning that is becoming very popular now, and it's unfortunately not very common in cats, but definitely something that's common in dogs. If you have a friendly dog that doesn't mind being, you know, doesn't mind you being in their mouth, you can actually get in there and break off some of that plaque and that calculus buildup without putting them under anesthesia completely. And I think as a yearly maintenance product or even every six months, it's a great place
1: to be, especially if you're not able to brush teeth at home. Okay. And then what are the main causes? What causes the dental disease in our cats and dogs?
0: So, the you know, that's a very good question. And I think it's sad because most of it is genetic. Some of these smaller breed dogs tend to have a lot more severe dental disease than large breed dogs do. So we tend to see severe dental disease in Chihuahuas, Pomeranians, Dachshunds, those are the ones that you're going to see, and you're going to have to tell pet parents Im- immediately, you got to get on that toothbrushing. And same with the British short hairs, you know, those really scrunchy face cats, Persians tend to have really severe dental disease. So it, it is a lot of genetics, as well as prevention, you know, how often are you able to do anything about their teeth at home? If you think about yourself, and this is what I always tell my, my pet parents at work is, if you didn't brush your teeth for a week, just one week, you'd have some pretty gross teeth, you know, just in one week. Imagine not doing that ever for your pets. It adds up eventually.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I don't even like the thought of that.
0: Yeah, it's not a fun thought, but it's it's the
1: same concept if you think about it. Right. And very, very important. We're going to be right back after this break. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food.
0: purchase your cat tree tray today go right now to cat tree that's cat tree tray.com c-a-t-t-r-e-e-t-r-a-y.com
1: let's talk pets let's talk pets on pet life radio pet life radio
0: pet life radio.com <laughs>
1: Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Dr. Bade. She's a holistic veterinarian, and we're talking about pet dental health. So we talked about how important it is to brush your cat's teeth and dog, because a lot of us have cats and dogs, and, you know, things to look out for, for disease. What can parents do to prevent dental health issues? Because as we all, we've heard, you know, a lot of dental health issues will lead to other problems.
0: Right. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the things that happen is because you're chewing and swallowing that bacteria on a daily basis that's in that mouth that you're not able to prevent disease from, you're running into issues of inflammation in your liver, inflammation in your gut, kidney problems, bacteria kind of lining up your heart. So brushing teeth is really important. Getting them on a good diet is really important. Doing yearly dental cleaning is very important as well.
1: Have you ever heard of anyone flossing
0: their dog's teeth? I have not. Not yet. I think I think just being able to brush teeth is amazing. So flossing will take it a little step further.
1: Actually, a relative of mine did that. I was blown away, but I said it was it was a close relative. I said, You're crazy, but you know, I mean brushing is hard enough.
0: That's amazing. Your relatives should definitely show us a video on how they do that. That's awesome. yeah,
1: it shocked me. <laughs> Let's talk about diet because diet can have a big effect on their teeth. And I know that for, you know, there's a lot of change lately with diet. You know, there's there's raw food. there's some pet parents cook for their for babes cats and dogs. We hear more about the dogs, but there's definitely freeze-dried raw food for cats as well. And the other thing that's a challenge for cats is cats are more likely to have wet food and then some kibble, but it's usually wet food because they don't always drink enough water. Mm -hmm. And wet food, I've heard, is more of a challenge and adds to dental issues.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, Cats are carnivores. They like meaty substances in their food. And that's why fresh food, raw meat, canned food is a lot better for them than a, a dry dehydrated kibble would be. So that's why we tend to ha- and they, they like it better too. They eat canned food and wet food more than they will eat their dry food. But that being said, you're right where we run into it to the issue of that wet food's not really doing much for their teeth, especially if it's just canned, you know, canned food or some type of like fresh food diet. So we need to make sure that whatever ingredients are there in their food is something that's helping their teeth overall health and have supplements that help with their health as well. But raw food for cats is really nice because it, you know, especially the dehydrated raw food is really nice because you're getting that chewing mechanism that you're not getting with the canned food. So you're getting something that's helping them chew and break down some of that tartar and help kind of massage their gums when they're not able to
1: do that with their wet food. And what about for dogs? Yeah, so dogs, I think
0: the big thing right now is fresh food diets, which is great, but again, kind of on the softer side. And so I really like to talk about some of the um, the kibble-like in- options that we have, like Badlands Ranch Superfood Complete is an air-dried kibble type of food that's a little bit harder than a fresh food diet would be, which is great for their teeth. The other thing too is that it has, you know, Carrots and vitamin A. Vitamin A is really important for restoring enamel, and carrots are great for strengthening teeth because of their rich calcium kind of component of their of carrots. And so you're getting that in the ingredients of Badlands Ranch
1: Superfood Complete, which is helping their teeth. Dr. Beads, what about toys? Because there's a lot of toys out there that say they are help prevent dental issues. More so, again dogs win here. There's many more toys for dogs and dogs are more chewers than heavier chewers than cats, but there are some for cats. How does that play in the whole role of your uh, fur babes dental help?
0: That's a great question. And I don't think it gets asked enough, to be honest. I think when you think dental health, you want them to chew on these hard bones, on antlers, you know, things that you see at the pet store and you think, oh, this is going to help break down tartar it's going to help them with their chewing. But you're, what you're not seeing is that some of these bones can actually cause a fracture in the tooth because some dogs just don't know how to chew very well. They, go, they get kind of crazy for it and cats too. And so then you're dealing with a much bigger issue. And, and on top of that, these are things, again, that are processed, they're not healthy, that they're now ingesting. And we're, we're doing it to fix something, but we may be actually causing a bigger issue. And so you have to be careful about what toys you choose when you when you want them to chew on things. I think my favorite is using, you know, like a Kong toy and filling it with some of the Badlands, brand, Badlands Ranch uh, kibble. And just sticking it in the freezer with some water or some chicken stock, sticking that in the freezer and then having my dog chew on that as a treat. And even cats can do this, too, maybe with some wet food or, or some other other food that they're eating, you know, sticking whatever they like, some of their treats in there, putting it in the freezer, freezing it so that they really have to work for it. And they're not ingesting the silicone from the Kong, they're ingesting the treat that's inside, which is what you chose for them. But that chewing mechanism is breaking down that tartar and
1: helping get under their gums. That's a great point. And I will tell you, there's a lot of truth to those fractures because many years ago, this was my first my first dog that my first fur babe. She actually bit a hoof and she bit it strangely and cracked her tooth, but not a chip a vertical crack. So I had to go to the doggy dentist and I was living in Los Angeles, the Beverly Hills doggy dentist, which was quite expensive. There was no other doggy dentist, but those fractures do happen.
0: Yeah. And it's probably my be- my uh, bread and butter, to be honest, where there's so many products out there that people are not well educated on. And so they're using them for their pets. And we see, I see, a fracture every time i do a dental nowadays cuz there's you know there's the the quick and, and fast way of trying to get teeth clean without actually doing the research about what's good or or not for their actual pet and it's a lot more expensive like you said doing work to remove a tooth is going to cost you a lot more than a routine dental cleaning would and so you're right it it can add up quite a
1: bit yeah besides the trauma i put your your fur babe through Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so then, you know, with a fracture, if you're not able to get in right away, which is a problem that we're seeing right now with all of the dogs that were all the dogs and cats that were adopted during COVID and the veterinary shortage, we're seeing that, you know, the wait time for a dental cleaning plus extraction is maybe a month out. And so that then puts you in the um, kind of like the danger zone of is this fractured tooth? A, painful. Second of all, is it going to cause abscessation? Because now there's an opening where that tooth was holding things in place where bacteria can seep into your bone and abscess under your gums. And that can become pretty brutal and it'll abscess right under the eye. It's really hard to treat without getting in there.
1: Well, all the more reason you should take care of your fur babe's teeth. I know that you partnered recently with Katherine Heigl and we talked about, she was on um, one of my shows, Best Bets for Pets, and she is just amazing with Badlands Ranch and the Jason Foundation. And can you tell us a little bit about what the foundation does? And I know that they have something special in February. We're recording this in February for Pet Health Month, but whenever you guys are listening to this, pet dental health does not change. It should be every month, but you know, we're making it special for February.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Catherine Heigl actually started this foundation with her mother. It's the Jason Debus Heigl Foundation, and they partner with shelters in the area and they will take pets off of the kill list and rescue them and then try to adopt them out. They also serve under um, underserved communities and they'll do free spay and neuters and things like that to help animals that are... Um, that are not getting the care that they need. The February thing that's going on with them is that they're doing the forever love stories. And so they're sharing adoption stories on their their website and their social media pages of animals that they've been able to adopt out. So one of the cool things about partnering with Badlands Ranch is that every year they're doing an annual contribution of $250,000 of their sales to the foundation
1: to keep it running and keep partnering with their shelters. That's wonderful. And the the foundation's amazing. Catherine Heigl's amazing. She was so nice and so wonderful to um, have on the show. I was honored to have her on. What they do is incredible. Where can people find out more about the foundation and about Badlands Ranch Food?
0: That's a great question. So BadlandsRanch.com is where they can find more about treats, food, and their supplements. And then Badlands Ranch on social media is where they can learn more about the forever love stories, the adoptions, and what they're doing right now with the foundation.
1: And where can people find out more
0: about dental health? So that's a great question. The VOHC, which is the Veterinary Oral Health Council.com is great, especially for cat owners that have questions about products for their pets. I think that's a great resource to have about how to brush teeth, what you know, what preventative options are there, what's a good toothpaste to use, especially because there's not a lot of food options out there for cats. So that that's a good good
1: place to go. Okay. Thank you so much for that. And before we break, before we end rather, if you could tell for my listening audience one thing to keep in mind for their pet's dental help, what would you tell them?
0: I would tell them that I know dental cleanings are expensive and they're a big big chunk of money out of your pocket, but it is such a great way to get under the gums and really, really keep those teeth nice and healthy. Too many people wait until their animal is 8 to 10 years old and we're having to extract many, many teeth out of their mouths that we could have prevented from happening. So just remember that when you get a pet, Put a little bit of money aside so we're able to get in there sooner rather than later.
1: Dr. V, thank you so much for coming on Catitude and talking about pet dental health. And this has been just a wonderful show and so much great advice. So thank you again for coming on Catitude.
0: Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to work with you.
1: Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed this show about dental health for February Pet Dental Health. It's been wonderful having Dr. Bade on the show. I want to thank my guest for coming on Catitude. Thank you so much to my listening audience for keeping Catitude as one of the most popular shows out there. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks, of course, to my cat crew, of which only Dennis will let me brush his teeth. So thank you, Dennis, Charlotte, and Molly. And of course, thanks so much to the magic of my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guest sound amazing. Now remember, Lose the attitude. Have catitude. Let's talk pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.